0: Just go to indeed.com/slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Today is Monday, April the 25th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, We first start, guys, as I give my updated thoughts and feelings on the direction of South Carolina baseball, specifically under the leadership of Gamecocks head coach Mark Kingston. A ton on that. Also, of course, I look back on the weekend that was at Auburn. As Sal kind of falls in the series sweep, guys, I'll give my full key takeaways. We'll also talk the ooh-ooh series MVP award. I'll also talk slapdick of the weekend, who's hot, who's not, and what's next for Sal kind of baseball as well. Also, guys, we do have news and notes to get into, including – Some movement on the transfer portal, both in football and basketball. A ton to discuss here on this Monday. And of course, as always, guys, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store, guys. tsus.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to check us out for all of your favorite collections, including Beamer Ball. Clem sucks. QB one. The Beamer Rattler 2022 merch and much, much more. There, everything to satisfy your Gamecocks merchandise needs. So again, guys, that's tsus.store. tsus.store. The best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. <laughs> reach our breaking point, whether that be in our habits, that be in our relationships, that be in our employment status, that be in our day-to-day lives, and yes, also that be with our sports teams. There's only so much that we can take before we realize that change is not just needed, but imminent. There's only so much we can take before we realize action must be taken. And there's only so much we can take before we understand what must be done to begin to salvage something that we love so dearly. Of course, that thing being Gamecocks baseball, folks. Happy Monday! Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this money—a big one, of course, guys. We're going to have some uncomfortable conversations, and I appreciate you all being a part of it. Again, guys, hope this finds you well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, and I hope you're having a fantastic start. To your week. Again, we've got a lot to get into. But before we do a couple of quick updates and a couple of quick reminders, because this is a little bit of a different week. It's actually a lot of a different week, the last week here of April. Um, First things first no tin roof show this Wednesday. There's going to be changes in regards to content across the board, because yours truly will be out of town from Wednesday until Sunday. We're back on Sunday, but Wednesday, I will be going out of town. So again, no tin roof show on Wednesday. Also, Only two podcasts this week. There will not be a Friday podcast this week due to simply that South Carolina Baseball is playing Thursday through Saturday. Really didn't make a lot of sense to drop a third podcast on Friday. So again, you're just getting today and Wednesday. And also guys, no Daily Crow Wednesday Thursday and Friday. Guys, I do apologize about there being no daily crow on Friday. That was not in the plans, had some last minute stuff come up and just was unable to do it. That is not going to be a habit or something that is common, but Shit happens, man. That's all I can really say. Um, so, by the way, though, Daily Crow today, Daily Crow tomorrow, no Daily Crow Wednesday through Friday. So, again, guys, we'll be out of town. But plenty of content coming your way. Of course, guys, it's always content bleeding out of the eyeballs. But, again, just no podcast on Friday and no Daily Crow Wednesday through Friday and no Tin Roof show as well. It feels like it's been forever since we've been out the Tin Roof, and I cannot wait to be back out there and hanging out with those, go- those guys each and every single Wednesday from 6 To eight, But again, if you have any questions in regards to content, please let me know. That is the latest content schedule. Again, guys, a sort of a random trip. Well, not really random, if you will, but my sister's fiance. We're going on a bachelor trip Wednesday through Sunday. Again, really excited for that. But either way, content will continue to bleed out the eyeballs. We will be out of town. So again, no TDC Wednesday through Friday and only two podcasts this week. And of course, no Tin Roof show. Okay, let's dive into it because again, we've got a lot to discuss and a lot to get into. And I bit my tongue and I waited as long as I could. And I'll be honest with you guys. A lot of it was for selfish reasons. Because as you all know, and we joked in the preseason, but it's not a joke. Baseball season is TSUS season. I have always felt that baseball season is an area of opportunity for myself, for the Spurs Up show, for this business, for this entity, where we are able to separate ourselves from the competition because of my passion and love of South Carolina baseball. And selfishly, I know many of you coming into this season were already on the fire Mark Kingston bandwagon. And all of the questions surrounding this baseball program, Mark Kingston, most of them were valid and most of them were fair, right? And I taught in the preseason how it was more so competitive pressure than Mark Kingston being on the hot seat. I really just felt like, you know what, it's South Carolina. There should be a lot of pressure. There should be high expectations. I mean, this is South kind of baseball. This is a positive thing to have this type of pressure going into a season,
2: and we saw it early on, the negative signs around the program, things that
1: we have grown far too accustomed to seeing, lack of productivity at the plate, right, issues in the pitching staff, baffling decisions made from the top, in-game decision-making, things that we have become, again, accustomed to, unfortunately. So there was that. There was the early season losses. There was the early season sweep to Clemson. I mean, heck, we saw it from the opening weekend, guys, having to basically pull one out of your ass and pull off a miracle victory in the opening weekend against UNCG, and I ignored it. I ignored it, again, selfishly, I wanted to enjoy my baseball season, and I felt like, you know what? Let's let things play out. It's a long year, and it's a long season. And unfortunately, as we continue to go through the year after the series sweep to Clemson, hey, but then you take two out of three from Texas. Then you take two out of three from Vanderbilt. You feel like all of a sudden, hey, maybe this team is catching fire. Maybe this team is turning things around despite injuries in the pitching staff, despite the inconsistencies in the lineup. Maybe, just maybe, this team is able to do more with less. But unfortunately, midweek losses to teams such as Xavier
2: and the Citadel and Presbyterian undid all of those good things that you did early in the season and as you've gone through SEC
1: play and the results have been what they are and the statistics have spoken for themselves about what this ball club is and if that wasn't enough and again I bit my tongue for so long because I felt you know what you are fighting an uphill battle in some ways with your injuries you are. Dealing with this and dealing with that. But as I've told you all before, guys, with counter baseball, it's win anyway. Then argue with the most damning thing of all. Who gives a damn? Throw them out the window. Throw the stats out. Blame injuries if you want. But as I told you before, folks behind closed doors have been talking for weeks. Folks behind closed doors have been talking for months. And when you have the greatest players, the greatest players, national champions, the ones who practically built Carolina baseball, when you have those folks, the greatest to ever wear the uniform, reaching out to yours truly and voicing publicly Their displeasure and their disdain and their distaste. And then, not only that, you have players from teams that played last year, two years ago, that played for the man in charge that are voicing their displeasure and their disdain and their
2: distaste with what's going on in Colombia. Again, arguably the most damning thing of all. And then,
1: finally, guys, the final nail in the coffin for yours truly, you reached this past weekend. You reached this past weekend where we all understood beginning the second half of SEC play, what was at stake. And we all understood the position that you were in going in, what you had to do.
2: To keep your minuscule postseason hopes alive. And
1: when I find myself personally yesterday on the golf course, did not watch a single inning of the game. And guys, it's my job. I've built an entire business around. Gamecocks athletics. If you would have told me that I would have been doing that in the preseason, I would have laughed at you. I would have scoffed at you because I'm not doing that the Yardcocks are playing. But I made this point during basketball season and I'd be a hypocrite not to bring it up
2: again. Apathy. You reach a point Where things get so bad, they go so far south, that you stop caring. That apathy really, truly sets in. And maybe those, and not calling anyone out,
1: but who else? Who else in Gamecock Nation? Who else, let me put it this way, not who else in Gamecock Nation, who else of the Gamecock talking heads? Who else in the Gamecock community with a voice of influence? And that is not me trying to pump myself up. I'm just asking a genuine question.
2: Who else is going to put their foot down and say something? At this point, guys, the only thing, as you sit here now, 19 and
1: 20 overall, which makes me want to throw up. 19 and 20 overall, 6 and 12 in the conference. The only thing, the only thing at this point that is keeping the season or will keep the season interesting for South Carolina baseball fans is people like me. People like yours truly finally stepping up and lifting up our voices and expressing what has to be done. You know, when I called for Will Muschamp's job, that was a hot take in the moment, right? It was the beginning of year four, and many, many folks disagreed, which is totally fine. When I questioned Frank Martin's job status just a couple of months ago, That was a bit of a quote-unquote hot take because of the state of that program, the expectations, if you will, and where he had taken, what heights he had taken South Carolina basketball to. What's crazy about this, Mark Kingston saying he should be fired, I feel at this point is the farthest thing from a hot take. It may be the most no-brainer decision that Salkin has had in regards to coaching moves in the last two decades.
2: I mean, really, truly, if folks thought that Chad Holbrook was a problem, you can't
1: stand for what Mark Kingston is doing. Hey, Chad Holbrook averaged 40-plus
2: wins per year. Chad Holbrook took South Carolina to super regionals. Took South Carolina to actual heights we could be proud of. What has Mark Kingston done? And as I told you all before, again, I don't think any of you
1: were foolish or anything for, for calling for Kingston's head early in the year. I just simply wanted to wait and let this season play out a little bit because baseball is a long year. And I told you all, Mark Kingston will dig his own grave. And at this point, guys, I'm confident in saying the grave has been dug. At 6-12 and 12 in conference play, this season is going nowhere this team, unfortunately, is going nowhere. This program under Mark Kingston's leadership
2: is going nowhere. This season is over. And the Mark Kingston
1: era in Columbia should be over as well. It's one thing to have a dry spell of not going to Omaha. Heck, it's one thing to have a dry spell of not going to Super Regionals. College baseball is really hard, and the SEC is better than it has ever been. But guys, we're not talking about a dry spell from Omaha. We're not talking about a dry spell from a Super Regional. We are talking
2: about having the worst record Through 39 games in the conference, we
1: are talking about being one of the worst, if not the worst team in the entire SEC. This is not Carolina baseball. As I told you all about a month or so ago, after the Gamecocks lost at the Citadel, this is not South Carolina baseball. Nothing about this is South Carolina baseball. Absolutely nothing about it. It's embarrassing. It's despicable. It's pitiful. And you know what? If you want to hang your hat, I don't think there's many left, by the way, they're in Mark Kingston's corner. Heck, the guys that even played for him. There's probably guys on that roster right now that are sick and tired of this dude. But if you want to even try to cite injuries, hey, win anyway, baby. It's Carolina baseball. There is no excuse here. And it's one thing to have injuries and have an offseason and be battling and fighting. Guys, right now, you may not even make the SEC tournament, much less any sort of postseason. You know, I really felt like last year, maybe this program was starting to turn a corner under Kingston. You know, we all understood what the issues were. But this season, it's just you can't ignore the numbers.
2: Even if you didn't have
1: any injuries on your pitching staff, let's just pretend that you didn't. And I know there's a lot of good young talent on this team. I understand that. I do understand that.
2: But guys, the numbers are what they are. And to a degree, you are what the numbers say you are. And guys, through eighteen
1: SEC games, which is more than enough of a sample size to make a judgment,
2: you are hitting a two twenty-one in SEC play. Two twenty-one. Two twenty-one. I know, by the way, your pitching staff is a 6.4 ERA. You can have whatever opinions you want on analytics,
1: coaching styles, hitting approach, pitching management, whatever. The bottom line is here, guys, at South Carolina Baseball, you get judged off wins and losses. And year five, season four, it ain't good enough. It's just flat out not good enough. You couldn't hardly win at South Florida. You couldn't hardly go above 500 there. And you had us fooled after
2: year one when you went to the Super Regionals with Chad Holbrook's roster. You had us fooled. But it just can't continue. I mean, South kind of baseball, to
1: even say that it's a shell of what it used to be, a shell.
2: It's it's not even accurate. That's not even a fair comparison. This isn't Carolina Baseball. This is something I
1: am unfamiliar with in my 31 years of life. This is something I am not familiar with. I have never seen such things that we are witnessing. I have never felt, again, People being upset and kicking and screaming and bitching and moaning, that's a positive. That means people care. But when you got people, I mean, your fan base don't even care about watching the games anymore. They're not showing up to home series against top 15, top 20 teams. That's when you really have to worry and that's when you know change has to be made. And that time is now. That time is now. We have a large enough sample size to where I don't think South Carolina is going to figure it out out offensively under Mark Kingston. I don't. I, I don't feel that way. And then you look at the pitching side of things. I mean, guys you have not been able to develop. We're talking guys who have been on campus for years,
2: and you can't get any better out of them than what you've gotten. And again, all in all, all in all, the numbers speak for themselves.
1: Flat out, the numbers speak for themselves. And you just simply have not won enough. You're judged by wins. There's no gray area. I hate to tell you, Mark Kingston, there's no gray area, my friend. You either win enough to be the coach here or you don't and you get let go. Hey, I'm sure Tulane's looking for a head coach. I'm sure South Florida could use you back. I'm sure FIU or FAU needs a head coach. But this is none of those schools. This is the University of South Carolina where we have won national championships. This is the University of South Carolina where we have a proud tradition, and this program should be viewed as an elite-level program. That's still how I view this program.
2: It's an elite-level program. It's just disgraceful what's going on right now.
1: And again, I'll say this, the guys on that team, the guys on that roster, they're fighting their guts out. I really do feel that way. I think they're fighting their tails off. I don't think guys have quit. I think these guys are, are, are doing all they can. But there is a disconnect offensively. There is a disconnect when it comes to strategy, and that has been the case since Mark Kingston has been here. Baffling decision after baffling decision after baffling decision. And again, guys, there's so many damning things you
2: can check off against this guy. There's so many damning things. So many damning things. But again, I go back to this. When you have the
1: greatest of the greats, when you have, I mean, alumni after alumni after former player after former player, and they're all reaching out and they're saying, Chris, this ain't the guy. He ain't the guy. Hey, here's my short list of candidates. Guys, this was weeks ago. This was weeks ago I was getting these messages. Here's my short list of candidates who South kind of should go hire to fix our once proud program. I've never gotten a text telling me, well, you know, this is why we should keep him. And Mark Kingston's actually a really good coach. He's disliked by by, by current fans. He's disliked by former players. Hell, he's disliked by current players, from what I can tell from guys that played for him last year.
2: Who's in this guy's corner? Who is in this guy's corner at this point? Where there's
1: smoke, there's fire at some point. You can't just keep ignoring all the signs.
2: Again, guys, we all have a breaking point at some point. And Mark Kingston just ain't it, man. Again, throw out all
1: the numbers. Throw out all what the former players say. Throw out Twitter. Throw out social media. Throw it all out. The bottom line is this.
2: There's no gray area here. And if you were willing to move off of Chad Holbrook
1: after guys, here's the thing. Again, I'm not trying to spend this show talking about how great Chad Holbrook was because I know I'll get pushed back on that, but you know what? The year that Chad Holbrook got let go, man, at least Chad Holbrook and company, at least they were still bringing in elite level talent. And that's no disrespect to the guys on this roster right now, but, You look at that 2017 team, his last year, and things fell apart, injuries hit him, But that team had Clark Schmidt, it had Will Crow, it had Adam Hill, it had Alex Destino, it had guys I'm not even, Tyler
2: Johnson, guys, you know, other guys I'm not even mentioning. I mean, the recruiting's not even elite level. What positive... Anything is happening
1: right now within Gamecocks baseball. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's embarrassing. It's unacceptable. And it simply put cannot go on anymore. And with that being said, of course, I am Firemark Kingston. I-, I am Firemark Kingston. It's time. It's time. Because, again, when I lose interest to the point where I'd rather be on the golf course or I'd rather just be doing anything else. I was sitting there yesterday like, Man, I really don't want to
2: sit here for three hours just to watch us lose. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But here we are. But here we are. And, and, that's, and that's, you know,
1: when you're 19 and 20 overall through 39 games and you're 6 and 12 in conference play, nobody should be surprised. Nobody should be surprised. So, I know we'll talk about it all week, guys, the, the, the situation of Mark Kingston, but it's time. And I, and I know many of was like, we'll fire Tanner first again. Guys, I get everyone's disdain for Ray Tanner, I, but Mark Kingston needs to go. I don't care if Tanner's the AD. I don't care if Mark Kingston needs to go. That's it. And I will have more content this week. Heck, Mike might have an article drop today. My short list of candidates early on, but this needs to be happening now. This decision needs to be made behind closed doors now.
2: This is an elite level job, treat it as such and go get an elite level coach. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Um again, we'll have much 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 more
1: conversation and banter on that throughout the week. Let's do talk about the Auburn series just really quickly what happened over the weekend losing 6 to 3, 8 to 6 and 2 to 0. Um I mean, again, guys, you just – you can't hit. You don't have enough pitching. You, you really saw – the difference was you saw what a team that has elite relievers, you saw what that looked like, and they got the best of you with the the Burkhalter kid, the Carson Skipper kid. Um, you know, that's just something we don't have right now. And, of course, you're just unable to – this team is allergic to getting the big knot. This team is allergic to having a big inning. How many double plays did it feel like we hit it over the weekend? And – even when you get an elite level outing from your starter, Will Sanders on Sunday, you squander it. I mean, and that's just been the, the MO I feel like of this team, this season, just finding ways to lose ball games. And again, I, I'm not even saying that as like a, a knock on anybody, indictment on anybody, whatever, but that's just how this season has gone. It reminds me so eerily of that 2019 season, which of course was a Mark Kingston team um, in the sense that you lost Carmichinsky early in that year. And it felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And so now you sit here and I, where is this team's confidence level at this point? Where can it be? Where can it be? Non-existent, most likely. Let's move to the OOT OOT Series MVP Award. And I tell you what, this kid ha- has gotten a lot of criticism this year, so I want to give him a shout-out and give them, him this award Um, Our guy, Gilly Gilly, TSUS athlete, John Gilreath, five innings pitch, two hits, one run, one earned, a walk and five strikeouts on Friday was fantastic in relief of Brett Thomas. And again, a dude who, you know, his career has been up, been down this season, of course, been up, been down, but a fantastic outing for him on the road. And it's unfortunate the offense couldn't do their job and couldn't get him the victory on Friday night. But again, a fantastic outing from John Gilreath. The slap big of the weekend, guys, it's Mark Kingston. Uh, it might be Mark Kingston for the rest of the way out. I think Mark Kingston might just be the slap big of the year. Uh, who's hot? Who's not? I got to go who's hot. John Gilrey. Again, John's pitching really, really well. His last couple of outings, he's been fantastic. Uh, last weekend against Ole Miss and this past weekend against Auburn, really, really good stuff from him. And then who's not? South Carolina on the road. Guys, the Gamecocks are 1-8 and in SEC road games, and they are 2-10 and in true road game. So again, it has been very, very tough sledding away from home. What's next? Salconer does return home. No midweek game this week due to exams, but the Gamecocks will be home against Alabama Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All three games, of course, at Founders Park, seven o'clock first pitch on Thursday and Friday, and then a noon first pitch on Saturday. And of course, guys, we'll have a full series breakdown of the podcast on Wednesday. Um, again, we're going to have a lot of discussion this week about Mark Kingston, this baseball program, this baseball team, and I want to hear from you all of your thoughts on everything. Guys, a couple quick news and notes to get into. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about our latest partner and sponsor, of course, the best real estate agent, best real estate team in the local Columbia area. Of course, guys, I'm talking Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. And guys, the proofs and the numbers. This team helped over 250 families last year. They worked with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and The surrounding areas, they do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And last year, they sold homes for, on average, 5.4% more than the competition. Guys, right now, we're in a seller's market, but Marissa is able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure that you make it to the closing table without a hitch, Guys, give Marissa a call today, 803-406-1800. That's 803-406-1800. Also, be sure to go like her Facebook page at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, if you're looking for the best real estate agent, the best real estate team in the local Columbia area, look no further than Marissa Kennedy, Realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. When you check them out, be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show Sent you all right, guys. Finally, news and notes to get into Lamont Paris with a big pickup this weekend as a game cox pickup commitment from Hayden Brown, a transfer from the Citadel. Uh, really, really good stuff. And you hope this leaves us some momentum on the recruiting trail because I know Lamont Paris has it's been kind of a slow start in regard, regards to getting guys committed, also on the basketball side of things. Keyshawn Bryant, which is really interesting, he had said he's going to the draft. Hiring an agent, now he's entering the transfer portal. So I'm not sure if Keyshawn understood or realized that he's not going to get drafted or not going to go exactly where he wants to go, but he is now in the portal. And then K.J. Scott of South Carolina Football, he has also entered the transfer portal as well. And again, guys, nothing really surprising. We talked about this a lot last week with the transfer guys. Just guys looking for playing time. Uh, You know, you're adding quality players through the portal. You're adding quality freshmen. You know, I think guys realize after spring ball where they fall in the depth chart. So, again, nothing really to freak out over, of course, but nothing really to see in regards to the trans portal, just the reality of college athletics as we know it. Guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Again, like I said, I do want to hear from you. And, of course, we'll discuss it all week long. And let's make sure we get your questions and your comments and everything else in early because, like I said, Wednesday through the weekend, you're surely going to be out of town. But surely I'll be all over social media, the content bleeding out the eyeballs. And we're going to be discussing this all week long in regards to the Gamecocks baseball program, the future, what needs to be done and what is happening folks again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate each and every single one of you have a great rest of your Monday and we will talk to you on Wednesday.